Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm producer Rihanna Cruz. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Our dear friend, songwriter Charlie Harding, is sick this week. So Rihanna, I'm excited to go toe-to-toe with you on today's topic. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about a very specific producer. And Nate, I, I feel like, you know, when you hear certain producers, I think it's safe to say that you know what to expect, right? Yeah, totally. Timbaland, you're going to have a lot of beatboxing and weird tones. Pharrell, you're going to have a super stripped down production. If you're listening to a production by the late, great Sophie, you're going to hear these bizarre otherworldly textures. An unidentifiable percussion. So yeah, I, I definitely think you listen and you're like, who's making these sounds and, and why do they sound the way they do? Totally. But there's one producer who, despite being one of the biggest figures in hip hop and even pop music right now, his sound isn't exactly easy to pin down. And that's Metro Boomin. Introducing Metro motherfucking Boomin, nigga. Motherfucking His first big break came in 2014, but in the years since, he's joined the ranks of rappers like Kendrick Lamar in producing big-budget movie tie-in soundtracks. He's netted production credits on songs from a wide range of artists, from Gucci Mane to James Blake to Coldplay. He's credited by outlets like Billboard as bolstering Atlanta's hip-hop dominance in the 2010s. And I think we can credit him with this dark, brooding sound that we hear in contemporary hip-hop. I'm so here for this, Rihanna. Metro Boomin is one of those names that I see in credits and I hear discussed in conversation and like music magazines, but... I have to say, I'm like, I don't have a sense of who he is and and like what makes him special and how he's been able to do all these different collabs and projects, like you said. So I'm excited to dig a little deeper into the work of this brilliant and perhaps slightly enigmatic composer. I wish that every time I walked into a classroom, someone said, it's motherfucker musicologist Nate Sloan. <laughs> that intro got me hyped. Wow. Yeah, it's it's the intro to Metro's latest album, Heroes and Villains. Mm. And I, I think that track represents the excitement of Metro Boomin, right? He's big, he's massive, he commands any song that he produces on. So today I want to talk about Metro Boomin and try to understand how over the course of a decade, he became one of the biggest producers of the 21st century, not just in hip hop, but in all of music. But of course, to understand him, 
we got to start from the beginning of his career. So the spark notes of Metro Boomin pre-2014 <laughs> is that he was born in St. Louis, but moved to Atlanta to attend Morehouse College. Even when he was in St. Louis, though, he was ingrained in Atlanta hip hop. His mom would drive him all the way down to Atlanta for in-person studio collaborations, which, which is pretty cool. Shout out to the moms. Shout out to the moms out there driving their children around. So on these trips, Metro Boomin became acquainted with rappers from Waka Flocka Flames label Brick Squad Monopoly. These rappers included Tadon and OJ the Juice Man, but also established acts like Gucci Mane and Future. These artists were prominent in the trap scene in Atlanta in the early 2010s, trap being categorized by rattling hi-hats, 808 kicks, etc., and would go on to influence Metro's sound. Future, in particular, would be an important rapper in Metro's career. They collaborated on a number of tracks throughout the years, including the song Radical, which is a nuts track and starts off in such a cool way. Master. <laughs> that is a crazy combination of sounds. I think maybe the first thing we hear is throat singing, like yeah. overtone singing. Yeah. Like they do in the Tuva region where they sing multiple tones simultaneously by isolating the overtones of the fundamental pitch. So not a sound you might expect to hear in a future track, but it works. It creates this really cinematic kind of mood for the for the piece. It's cool. It's exciting. And Radical opens up Future's tape, Monster. That came out in 2014. The same year, Metro Boomin's first big credit came due to none other than Toronto rapper Drake and his remix on I Love McConan's song, Tuesday. Metro got the club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she choose a club going up. I feel like I kind of missed this one the first time around Rihanna, but listening to it now, it, it it's similar to the future track. It's got this really immersive, kind of sonically rich production. Lyrically, I mean, I love the fact that he makes Tuesday and Choosy rhyme. Got the club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she choose a club going that's, up. That's quite a, a feat of... Uh, Annunciation. It's inventive. Choose Yeah, I think a highlight of this track is Mackinnon's vocals, which are sweet and kind of sensitive, is how right. I put it. It's right. it's almost like a coup, you know, which <laughs> fits well with the beat, which is kind of woozy and 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 youthful and has an optimistic kind of vibe to it. It, it feels very memory based you know like like you're rewinding a tape of your favorite nights in you know 2014 high school a lot of tenderness in the, in those vocals like you were saying rihanna which creates a nice contrast with the more intense production yeah so we already have drake rapping over a metro beat squad going up nobody flipping packs now and simultaneously, Metro is already collaborating with Future. So this kind of production synergy 
leads to one of Metro's biggest singles, and that's 2015's Jumpman by, of course, Drake and Future. Yes. Yeah. Jumpman, 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 them boys up to something. They just spent like two or three weeks out the country. Them boys up to something, they just not just bluffing. It's so good. I, I just want to play the whole song. Yeah, I remember this being such a big deal when it came out, this Drake-Future collab. And they're vastly different MC styles kind of coexisting in this really satisfying way. I hadn't really paid as much attention to the production until just now. It's it's very dark and sparse and I think maybe provides this bedrock for these rappers to like kind of prove their metal lyrically. No, totally. Jumpman only peaked at 12 on Billboard, but was eventually certified five times platinum and featured all of the sonic hallmarks that we've come to know as Metro Sound. Like you said, we have a dark production, you know, a a keynote about Metro and, and the sounds that he's making in this era is that his songs are very brooding and eerie. Yeah, young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Yeah. In the first few seconds of Jumpman, we hear a tinny music box-like melody that kind of evokes, like, the conjuring or, like, insidious to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm too scared to watch those movies, but I'll take your word for it, Rihanna. Halloween. Taliban. The first line Drake raps is Halloween, so... Sent a little shiver down my spine. A little spooky. A little Halloween spooks for you, for your October. Very seasonally appropriate. It's also a much different beat, comparatively speaking, from a song like Tuesday. It's much darker and similarly complex, but carries a much different sound in it. And Metro also puts these little quirks in the beat to kind of hone in the ominous nature of it. Like you could hear a raven screech at multiple points in the song, and I think that's pretty funny. Whoa, Rihanna, that's so cool. I I would not have noticed. And forgive me if I'm about to go off on this. First of all, I love the way that Raven call like kind of maps to Drake's little like upward falsetto notes that he Mm. hits when he's like, yeah, yeah. The the Raven call kind of like creates this nice echo of that. Mm. And then I feel like we were just listening to Doja Cat a few weeks ago. And Charlie pointed out that there was this loon call in one of her tracks. Yeah. So I'm I'm loving now hearing Metro Boomin's Raven as part of this sort of larger field guide to bird noises in hip hop tracks. <laughs> and then finally, you know, it just brings us back to that kind of spooky gothic Edgar Allan Poe horror theme that that you've been uh, elucidating so far. So. I find that very rewarding, yeah. I mean this in in the best way. This song is kind of like the spirit Halloween of of rap music. <laughs> <laughs> There's something just so spooky about it that I, I think is really cool, and it sort of stands the, the test of time. You could also tell Metro's having fun with it, as yeah. evidenced by the Raven. Yeah. Yeah. And Jumpman also features a staple of Metro Boomin. He used it heavily in the early years of his career, and that's his producer tag. Hey, young Metro, I don't trust you. I'm going to shoot you. So that's Future. 
saying as producer tag, if young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. And this tag has become a staple on some of Metro's biggest hits. You could see it used heavily in 2016 when Metro has a banner year. Following Jumpman, Metro has production credits on songs like Father Stretch My Hands by Kanye West. Bounce Back by Big Sean. His first number one hit with Migos in 2016, Bad and Bougie. And 2016 is also a big year for Metro Boomin because he puts out his first project where he shares equal billing with the rapper. And that's on his EP Savage Mode with 21 Savage. That song is called X, just the letter, and it features Future. And both on and off this EP, Savage Mode, Metro Boomin continues to work with Future. It's in their collaborations where you can find Metro at his most creative, going back to Radical, which we mentioned before. As well as other fascinating beats, like a personal favorite of mine, Wicked. So you're hearing something in his collaborations with Future that really brings out kind of the more vanguard and experimental side of Metro Boomin's craft. Like, what, what do you think it is about that? MC in particular, maybe, that catalyzes Metro Boom into, like, pushes stuff to the next level. I think maybe it's that Future's voice translates well to all of these different production styles. A great example is Metro's massive hit with Future, Mask Off. I did not realize this track was produced by Metro Boomin. This is one of my favorite beats. That little flute riff is just so iconic and catchy. And I've always enjoyed it because the kind of rawness of Future's flow on this is evidence from the very beginning. He's just like talking about mood and mind-altering drugs from, from the very start in this way that... It's kind of both celebratory, I guess, or sort of like party motivated or something, but but also like kind of sad and melancholy and like aware of the the kind of pleasure and peril of using these substances. This beat with its like melancholy flute line, I just feel like it's such a perfect accompaniment to to this rather ambivalent song that became such a big hit. Right. And I, I think that duality, you know, the, the melancholic nature of the production with the revelatory nature of, of the lyrics and, and the celebration of the drugs, that is an important part of, of why Metro is so fascinating because he's able to bring in these different emotions 
into his beats and and craft these songs that are able to speak both to the pessimistic and the optimistic because hmm. a song like Jumpman, you know, it's it's a brag song. And J- Jumpman, that's a reference to Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So they're like celebrating, but the beat is so dark and eerie. It directly contrasts with that. Yeah, you can hear in these productions that Metro Boomin is not just making kind of a background track and accompaniment. His beats are like an integral part of the sound and the identity of these tracks. And I can see that he would have designs to be something more than just a behind-the-scenes producer. So Mask Off comes out in 2017. And it's also around this time that Metro has begun to retreat from the spotlight. He's already had a number one at this point, like we said, with Bad and Bougie. And he's already established himself as one of the biggest producers in hip hop. But he goes off the grid, posts cryptic messages about being retired. Billboards begin to crop up in Atlanta and New York referring to Metro as a a missing person. And however tacky or non-tacky these may be, (laughs) it's all promo for the next logical step in his career, which is his solo debut record, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. The album hit number one on the Billboard 200 and featured everyone from frequent collaborators like 21 Savage on songs like Don't Come Out the House. Bang outside, I hang outside. Don't come out the house cause the gang outside. To collaborators out of left field like J Balvin and Wizkid. that song's called Only You. And in these two songs, Only You and Don't Come Out the House, we see drastically different genres be brought together by the sound of Metro Boomin. Don't Come Out the House is more of a traditional Metro beat. There's immediate similarities in the out-of-tune tinny piano up top to songs like Jumpman. But even within the song, there's little flares, like a piano switch up midway, that make the song a little bit more interesting. And the same touchstones are present on the J Balvin and Wizkid track. J Balvin, of course, being a reggaeton artist from Colombia, Wizkid being an Afrobeats artist from Nigeria. And bringing these sounds together allows Metro Boomin to turn the track into this dance hall reggaeton hybrid. Personally, I find the only UB kind of fascinating. It's like if if you took dance hall off of the island and and placed it in like a dark room to fester mm. for months. That's the vibe <laughs> that I get from only you. Hermetic dance hall, yeah. It's that's a very unique sound. We could see experimentation kind of all over this record. It's very subtle. But it keeps things interesting and nets Metro a number one selling platinum album. It shows his ability to break out of the Jumpman mold, so to speak. And and when we come back from break, we'll look more into Metro's experimental productions. I 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. So coming off of Metro Boomin's number one record, I think there's a distinct shift in his output from here on out. His credits get more varied, and we can begin to see Metro dabble in genres and sounds outside of trap. He's expressed in interviews a frustration with the way his image as a producer was portrayed because of his previous hits. In an interview with GQ in 2022, he said, I love R&B music. I love making this. I love making that. He went on to say, why would I want to do something that I already did in reference to Jumpman? So we're beginning to see from him a desire for him to break out of his mold and do something different okay so this is like metro booming unchained yeah you could say that where do we start well in 2018 this is crazy he does a random remix of hold me now by the thompson twins wait the thompson twins aren't they from tintin tintin <laughs> thompson twins from tintin they're a british pop band from sheffield from the 80s Oh, yeah, them too. Just, just, I think they are also characters in Tintin, but I'm sure you're talking about the former. So let's check it out. What is going on here? Nah, it cracks me up because if there's something I would peg to be the complete opposite of Metro Boomin's like, whole shtick, up to this point, it's... 80s British pop group, Thompson Twins. This remix sounds like there's two artists diametrically opposed, opposite ends of the spectrum, at odds with one another, right from the beginning of the track. It's so fascinating. I hear that, the tension between metro boomin's horror spooky bass and this like bright british vocal is so bizarre like why out of all the songs in history did he remix this one or is that just between metro boomin and god <laughs> i'm sure there's a good reason but yeah i feel like it's it's so random i i guess it's a it's a testament to his you know, all-encompass holistic ears. You know, he's going to surprise you by the things that he's he's into. But it's but it shows you like how how deep his musical knowledge is is. I think totally. And and after this Thompson Twins remix, not to you know give it more credit than it deserves, but yeah. Metro Boomin then continues to really spread his wings. At this point, he's kind of a household name in the hip-hop, pop, and R&B worlds, allowing him to collaborate with artists like Solange on a song like Stay Flow. And also James Blake producing two tracks on his 2019 album, Assume Form, including the song Tell Them with Moses Sumney. That is extremely my shit, Rihanna. 
That's so cool. I mean, props to Metro Boomin. He's doing exactly what he set out to do. He's breaking out of his jump man mold and showing different sides of his craft, creating these like dark, brooding pop songs, R&B inflected, little experimental, little indie. It's like there's a lot going on in here. And I love the, the surprising combination of all these elements. But what's wild is that while he's also doing this, he's still netting number ones. He produced four songs on the weekend's album, After Hours, and this includes Heartless, which topped the Billboard Hot 100. And this weekend track is a direct contrast with the work that he's doing yeah. with more avant-garde artists. So Metro's working it at both ends here. He's doing his outre experimental album cuts, and then he's turning around and producing number one hits for the weekend. Impressive stuff. And the thing is, on these album tracks, Metro is still using his production staples. It's particularly apparent on the James Blake track, Tell Them. Overbearing 808s coupled with the dark synthesizers. But he's also not bound by this eerie sonic palette because the Solange track Stay Flow is much more laid back and upbeat. And this sonic diversity that Metro Boomin has adopted in recent years is most apparent on his latest record, Heroes and Villains. So you might remember his first album is called Not All Heroes Wear Capes. And then his latest album is called Heroes and Villains. So a definite thematic arc here. Tales of heroism, but mm -hmm. also their foil, the villain. Yeah, and his GQ interview positions him as a key figure in making Atlanta the hip-hop capital of the world. And there's this great line in it that's, quote, with heroes and villains, Metro throws down the gauntlet while putting back on his uniform. Music didn't need a new savior. The old one just had to return, end quote. That's cool. The hero-villain dichotomy really captures what we've been hearing in his production so far these like kind of horror elements mixed with these like really bright lyrical melodies that like that is like that duality is his sound to a degree so it's cool that he's making these narrative references to it yeah and he's kind of gesturing at this larger self-importance through the imagery of the album the cover of the record is a riff on Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here, which features two men shaking hands and one is on fire. Yes. Metro's cover is the same, but flipped, where the man on fire is on the left instead of the right, and it's against a black backdrop instead of the classic studio lot image. So we know he's into Thompson Twins, Pink Floyd, perhaps something of an Anglophile, you know, working with James Blake, just throwing it out there, Metro Boomin, perhaps. <laughs> Keep calm and Metro booming on. Indeed, yes. <laughs> but if I'm allowed to put on my film school hat here for a second. We'll allow By it. changing the imagery of Wish You Were Here to this kind of darker 
version that he's using on the cover of Heroes and Villains, we could probably make a guess to say that Metro Boomin is self-aware and he's kind of leaning into this mythos that comes with these classic rock Mm. artists by evoking the pastiche in the cover and general vibe of this album. And in the process, he's kind of placing himself on the same tier as these iconic music-shaping artists by evoking the same imagery. I'm buying what you're selling, Rihanna. That sound, that rings true to me. But these connections extend into the music as well as the visuals. The album features the song Creepin', which we previously talked about a while ago on Chartbreakers. And if you think the song sounds familiar, you're right. It's essentially a cover of Mario Winans' I Don't Want to Know featuring P. Diddy and Enya, whose song Boadicea is used as the sample. Okay, I thought that sounded familiar. There it is. Yeah, this song, I Don't Want to Know, was incredibly popular. Hit number two on Billboard. But Creepin' is essentially, I don't want to know, just Metro Boomified. Like, (laughs) instead of a verse from Diddy, it's a verse from 21 Savage. The Weeknd sings the exact same lines. But if you listen to the original, I Don't Want to Know has more organic instruments. There's piano. There's a violin. The Metro Boomin' take on it is slower, and the violin is switched to an eerie theremin-like whistle. Check it out. It's been boomified. I totally hear it, yeah. it's The, the acoustic has become synthetic, and some of the more organic elements of the track have become a little more digitized so it takes the kind of millennial vibe of the original and puts it firmly in the 2020s it's a little it's a little darker honestly absolutely it kind of transforms this emotional lament into something dark and and brooding and creeping in comparison to i don't want to know feels very imposing and enveloping It's like if you ran, I don't want to know, through a Spirit Halloween, like we previously (laughs) said. Spirit Halloween filter. So you would listen to Creepin', right, as it's been the big single from Heroes and Villains, and you would think, wow, maybe this whole album sounds like that. But I'm here to tell you that is not true, because much like you can't put Baby in a corner, you cannot put Metro Boomin' in a box. The Mm. sonic pivot and versatility on this record is the most apparent in Heroes and Villains' album opener, On Time, featuring John Legend. So, Nate, need to know your thoughts. Mm. What are you thinking when you hear this track? I'm hearing, like, gospel meets Atlanta trap sound, and it's it's working. I mean, 
it's it makes me feel like Metro Boomin's not just a producer. He's like a he's a composer. You know, he's 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 got a musical vision. And I think I think with this song he he pulls it off. I like I like those elements together. Yeah, they're mad nice. And we've never seen him do a collaboration like this before. He's produced for Coldplay and Selena Gomez, but that's the only thing that we can even tangentially relate to this sound that's happening. This collab with John Legend is different and new for him. John Legend sings over no percussion, over a gospel choir on the track about a minute in. And when the percussion finally comes in, it's not trap beats immediately, but stomp, clap, gospel percussion. You know, it's very organic. Yeah. You said Metro Boomin can't be put in a box. And it's that's a cool term of phrase because in the box is also a reference to working with completely digital tools in a, like a digital audio workstation like Ableton or something. And so he's showing that he's literally out of the box. He's not just in the computer. He's in, you know, the recording studio with live musicians, with arrangements, with orchestrations. He's literally and figuratively out of the box. And even historically, looking at his output thus far, On Time is a lot more optimistic sounding than his previous productions. And maybe that comes from him drawing from gospel. But we've talked about, you know, even on the James Blake track, he kind of transforms these productions into dark sonic soundscapes here. And maybe it's John Legend. Maybe it's the genres he's pulling from. But the track is hopeful in a way that I think is really nuanced for Metro. Leading more into the hero side of the heroes and villains duality. Exactly. But... The song then takes the villain angle, devolving into Uh a stormy, pessimistic beat that we've come to know Metro Boomin for. All the villains is grinning. All my niggas is winning. It's this dichotomy that that fascinates me about Metro. It's the light with the dark, the familiar with the unfamiliar. And that keeps me on my toes. Totally. Maybe that's like how Metro is always looking to stay relevant. You know, maybe that's why he's always able to net these A-list collabs, net top chart positions, because he's always trying to keep us as the listener on our toes. You know, whether it be working Mm -hmm. with John Legend or 21 Savage or even Solange. Yeah, I feel like what I've been hearing in all these Metro Boomin tracks you've been playing is someone who isn't just like there to create a catchy beat. He's like there to like tell a story. And I feel like this really pays off, right? Because he goes from heroes and villains to scoring the soundtrack of a literal Marvel superhero, Spider-Man. And one of the Spider-Verse things, I'm not going to pretend like I know the title of it, multi-spider intra Superverse or something? Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You were close. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Across the Spider-Verse. I feel like I had most of the words in there. So it's like, I mean, whether he was angling for that or not by like leaning into this heroic kind of theme, it's, it, it's, he's doing the thing. He's, he's setting up this whole like little universe for himself. It's very canny. 
Yeah, and to bring back his GQ quote from earlier about not being tied into the sound of mm. Jumpman, I do think that when people think of Metro Boomin, they tend to picture Atlanta trap music, especially from the back half of the 2010s. And that's true. However, his sound, as we've discussed, is much more interesting than a lot of people give him credit for. He doesn't get the same amount of flowers that someone like Pharrell or Mark Ronson and Pop gets, but his multi-genre sound and ubiquity and vibe and sonic palette kind of warrant yeah. that praise. Well, you know what's you know what's cool about that, Rihanna? It's like those other figures, Pharrell, Mark Ronson, yeah. Timbaland, the the producers that can have that kind of name status and, and and can have their own albums and their own features and have their names alongside the the rappers and the singers they tend to do at least some level of singing and rapping themselves. Mm, mm-hmm. Whereas Metro Boomin is like a little bit apart from that because as far as I know, I, 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 am I correct? Certainly none of the examples that we've heard today do we actually hear his voice. Yeah. Even his producer tag is someone else, right? It's future. Right. So he's not like putting himself on these tracks in the sense of like, here, let me give you a verse. Let me give you a chorus. The way that even Timbaland, who's like still pretty in the in the background, will do, you know, yeah, on on he'll he'll like give give a little hook at some point in a Justin Timberlake song or something, right, right. But Metro Boomin's like, no, I'm going to remain in the background. I'm going to be, you know, turning the knobs and the faders, giving the master narrative, putting these tracks together. You're not actually going to hear me, but I'm still going to put my name on the record. That is like kind of a different thing kind of a different flex and maybe puts him if not alone as the behind the scenes producer with a brand name certainly in a pretty rarefied camp of the pop hip-hop world he's kind of in a category of his own you know and and he's Mm. kind of carving out his own lane in the 2020s that perhaps was previously unpaved now when i listen to the radio and i hear one of these Metro Boomin tracks, it's it's cool because I'll be able to say like, oh, here's those dark horror synths. Here's that producer tag. Here's that dichotomy of light and dark. You've you've taken this behind the scenes figure and like brought him into the light. It's going to change the way I listen to his track. So this has been a, a very enlightening discussion. Enlightening, no pun intended. It couldn't be helped. This episode was brought to you by AMP, Amazon's live radio app. Switch on Pop is produced by the one and only Rihanna Cruz. Hey, that's me. <laughs> Brandon McFarland is our engineer. Our Chung edits the show. Abby Bardas, community management. And Iris Gottlieb makes our awesome illustrations. We are a production of Vulture and the Vox Media Podcast Network and Nishat Kurwa executive produces the whole shebang you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts and on social media at switched on pop and if you feel so inclined tell us what your favorite metro Boomin track is like i said before my personal favorite is futures wicked but you know i'm i'm open to to discussion We'll be back on Tuesday with an episode exploring the work of another Atlanta artist with a very different sound, Faye Webster. That's going to be a really fun conversation, so be sure to tune in. 
And until then, all we can say is thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. That's our producer tag, Rihanna. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not sexy, but you know. But it'll do. It's true. It'll do. It's true. <laughs>